0: If you've ever dared to enter Disneyland's Haunted Mansion, you've been a guest at the seance table of the mysterious Madame Leota. Despite only existing as a floating head in a crystal ball, there would be no ride without her. It's Madame Leota who calls forth the happy haunts of the house, allowing us to join in the spooky fun. Every visitor to the Haunted Mansion knows Leota's face— She's become a cult figure, with devoted theme park fans, her own Funko Pop, and appearances in the Haunted Mansion film and the TV show, Once Upon a Time. But they might not know the story of the woman behind the face, Leota Toombs Thomas, one of the most influential female imaginaries in the history of the Disney parks. There's no turning back now. Leota Ann Wharton was born on August 9, 1925, in Long Beach, California. Her family relocated to Glendale shortly after. Her mother died when Wharton was just two years old, leaving her to be raised by her father and her aunt. While no one else in the family was artistically inclined, Wharton displayed talent from a very young age. She went on to major in art at Glendale's Hoover High School. After graduating high school, Wharton was hired by Disney's ink and paint department one of the few departments at Walt Disney Productions that was predominantly staffed by women. In fact, according to fellow ink and paint artist Joyce Carlson, the department was nicknamed the nunnery. But the glass ceiling in other departments had already been cracked by the likes of Bianca Maggioli, Retta Scott, and Sylvia Holland. Wharton was soon transferred to the animation department. There, she was assigned to the upcoming film Pinocchio, working alongside animator Harvey Toombs. The two hit it off and went on their first date at the film's premiere. Which one of this grand new group of characters will be your favorite? Will it be mischievous little Pinocchio himself? Will it be Geppetto, the kindly old woodcarver? Will it be fluttery, frivolous Cleo, the goldfish? Or will it be roly-poly Figaro? Wharton and Harvey married in 1947 and had their first daughter, Lonnie, in 1948. Wharton, now Toombs, made the decision to leave Walt Disney Productions to focus on raising her children. Their second daughter, Kim, arrived in 1952. During the 1950s, while Harvey continued his career in animation, Toombs poured her creative energy into volunteer opportunities with her daughter's school and her local church, as well as watercolors and gardening. But as the 1960s dawned and the girls grew up, Toombs realized she could return to work if she wanted to. And when W.E.D. Enterprises, which we know nowadays as Disney Imagineering, asked if she wanted to come join them in the model shop, she said yes. Toons' first assignment was the Enchanted Tiki Room. In the Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. In the Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. All the birds sing words. and the flowers groom. In the Tiki, Tiki, Tiki. tiki. The Enchanted Tiki Room was the first Disneyland attraction to make use of WED Enterprise's patented audio animatronic technology, and the women of the model shop were tasked with figure finishing the animatronic birds. Figure finishing, in park parlance, is the art of applying the finishing touches to an animatronic that makes them come alive to guests. Toom's attention to detail and artistic gifts were a perfect match with the assignment, and she became known for her skill in figure finishing. While WED Enterprises slash Disney Imagineering is most closely associated with the theme parks, they also worked on attractions for the upcoming 1964 World's Fair in New York. The fair's four Disney attractions would serve as further evolutions in audio animatronic technology. Those attractions were It's a Small World, The Carousel of Progress, Ford's Magic Skyway, and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln and Toombs was heavily involved with the designing and modeling of the show buildings for the Carousel of Progress and It's a Small World. According to colleague Joyce Carlson, who worked with Toombs on the Carousel of Progress, they didn't have all the materials they needed to create the models, but Toombs had a solution. Her father often sent her daughters bags of jewelry from a local thrift store. After her daughters took their spoils, she took the rest of the jewelry into the model shop to serve as supplies, and they used every part from the jewels to the back pieces of earrings. To this day, you can still see these pieces of jewelry in the facade of It's a Small World. They're just the size of a building. WED Enterprises had big plans for the Haunted Mansion. Imagineers Raleigh Crump and Yale Gracie were put in charge of the visual effects planned for the ride. That meant writing them, designing them, and, of course, pulling them off. One such effect was a woman's head in a crystal ball, leading visitors on a spooky seance. For this effect to work, Crump and Gracie decided they'd need to project a filmed performance onto a live cast of a woman's head in the crystal ball itself. Because of the ball's dimensions, they already had a rough idea of the size the head needed to be, and the distance between Toombs' eyes were perfect. When Gracie asked if she wanted to get involved, she said yes. The first step was to make a live cast of Toombs' face, an experimental procedure that only took the second time around. The next was to film Toombs performing the Seance monologue. The monologue had already taped. It was performed by Eleanor Audley, the delightfully dark voice behind Disney villainesses Maleficent and Lady Tremaine. Toombs' own voice, so high and clear that callers often asked her to go get her mother, was considered unsuitable for the character. To prevent Toombs from moving side to side during her performance, which would ruin the projection effect, her colleagues tied her hair to the back of her chair. Her contribution was meant to be a proof of concept. Toombs herself thought that W.E.D. Enterprises was going to get a name actress like Anne Margaret to play the role after they were satisfied that the process could get them the results they wanted. But Toombs' performance combined with Audley's was just the right kind of spellbinding that Gracie and Crump were looking for. So they kept it. In tribute, Disneyland's head spiritualist was named after the woman who gave her on life, Madame Leota. Serpents and spiders, Hail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. In 1972, Toombs moved from California to Florida. Harvey had passed away in 1968, and her daughters were now grown. Kim had even joined the model shop herself two years earlier. Walt Disney World had just opened, and Toombs was headed there to train employees on figure finishing and figure maintenance. Reporting at the park at 6 in the morning, Toombs and her team would follow the repair crew and retouch whatever had been damaged in the normal course of audio-animatronic entertainment. Next, one of the major points of articulation for many an animatronic were a particular pain point. And because it was summer in Florida, they had to do all of this while dodging local fauna, like the snakes they kept finding on and underneath the animatronics and the crocodile that haunted Frontierland because the builders kept feeding it Oreos. During this time in her life, Toomes made two major connections. While working on Epcot, she met fellow Imagineer, Tony Baxter, who was working on the sea and land pavilions, sparking a long mutual admiration between these two generations of Imagineers. She also met Hugh Thomas, a horticulturist who became her second husband. After moving back to California, Toombs, now Thomas, left WED Enterprises in 1980 to start a ceramics company with Hugh, named, appropriately, Thomas Ceramics. Thomas spent much of her time sculpting in solitude, which was a strain for the extrovert. But Disney soon came back into her life when Tony Baxter and his team at Disneyland began work on Splash Mountain in the late 80s. They ran into an issue with the animatronics. They looked more like stuffed animals than living characters. To fix this, Baxter reached out to the best figure finisher in the business, Leota Thomas. After finishing her consulting work on Splash Mountain, Thomas began working full-time at Walt Disney Imagineering again, working alongside her daughter Kim, now an Imagineer in her own right. While there, she shared her incredible skills with a whole new generation of Imagineers. Thomas's extensive documentation on figure maintenance is still referenced in the parks to this day. Thomas died in December 1991 from cancer. Her legacy lives on in the generations of Disney artists and Imagineers that she trained, as well as her daughter, Kim Irvine. Irvine currently serves as the art director for Disneyland. She's even become part of her mother's most iconic role, providing the life cast and physical performance for the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay version of Madame Leota's incantation. And to this day, if you listen closely, you can hear Thomas's clear high voice in the parks. It's the voice of Little Leota, the spooky sprite who bids the visitors of the Haunted Mansion farewell. Hurry back, hurry back, and be sure to bring your death certificate. Forgotten Women of Genre is a production of Sci-Fi Fangirls. Today's episode was written by Claire McBride and read by Preeti Chipper. You can find the script of this episode and so much more at sci Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sci-Fi Fangirls.